Hello and welcome to You Need to See This, an every other weekly film podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. Thank you again for listening to us in 2023. So nice. Uh, I'm Cozy Orlin and I'm joined by my co-host. Bree Jones. Yay! We're comedians, writers, we're filmmakers, and we are fatigued teachers. Every episode, one of us tries to convince the other and the audience that they need to see a specific film. And we do it all without any spoilers. But first, we have a We Saw It. That's very true. Um, I watched The Way Way Back. Whoa, okay. Cool, 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 cool. I'm curious about your thoughts. Um, I really liked it. Um, nice. Yeah, I thought it was a really like cute, uh, yeah, coming of age sort of awkward teen trying to <laughs> going through like yes, you know, family drama and trying to just sort of like find himself um, as best he can in his all in all his awkward glory. <laughs> it's so true. He's so awkward. It's great. He, he's so awkward. Like I, I related to him on a lot of levels because I was like, <laughs> I definitely was super awkward, but like. Just uh, uh, Sam Rockwell's character, like Owen, calling him out just for like, he, like he just like, he, so you don't understand comedy. Like he just doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like not receptive to like sarcasm or uh, and just like he's one of those people that I feel like I've had conversations with who just. Yeah, just kind of like it's like pulling teeth, you know, trying. To yeah, he's just work. not ready. He's too busy worrying about his yeah. own things. <laughs> Yeah, um, I thought all the performances were really good. Right, there's so many good parts. It's just like even the like minor, the most minor characters have stuff. It's so cool. Yes, yeah, I really enjoyed Allison Janney's character. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Um, no, everyone was really good in it, and like even I don't know who the, the actor is who plays uh, Peter the kid with who has to wear the eye patch <laughs> oh yeah i have no idea i can't remember but he was funny too yeah just like all around it just felt very like natural and real and uh and like the i was like yeah i know people like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so true oh that's wonderful yeah it was uh it was really good and and uh and cute and i would absolutely rewatch that oh i'm so happy to hear that yeah yay um also to let everybody know i have a cold so Aww. that's why i sound like i am like being taken away in a in a hot air balloon slowly <laughs> <laughs> i think that's sort of what happens to me sometimes is i just have like this lighter touch vocally when i have uh when i'm dealing with a cold and that's how it works coldy orlin nailed it oh that's magic that's good work <laughs> right there and so accurate because that's like that's the most type of thing that I get usually. Oh, yeah, I'm very cold prone, but it doesn't happen nearly as often as it used to, which is great because COVID's scary. So I'd be having all these false, false, scary things. But I don't usually lately. I, I think just not being as physically active or outside as much. That's the benefit. <laughs> yeah, I think. uh that's definitely makes sense. <laughs> I feel like uh, also, right. <laughs> COVID, yeah, COVID makes cold so much scarier because you're like, is it COVID? Yeah, it's so it's so nuts. But with this one, it was just like, here, have a very tiny sore throat. Have it like go away because you have phlegm. Oh, look, you're in cold town now. <laughs> Ooh, cold town. Definitely worst vacation ever. 
the worst of the vacations, but it's such a trackable pattern for me. Anyway, we are talking about a movie today, um, and we are going to be talking specifically about the 1999 dark and satirical high school comedy Election. And Brie, you need to see Election. Okay. I have Yay. not seen it. That I will be perfect. see I my arms are crossed see if I can be convinced. <laughs> oh geez I can feel the 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 defensive oppressive uh waves radiating from those crossed arms. <laughs> yes. The skepticism and uh uh um yeah that's I it's, can't I had it's another clear. word. clear. Yeah no there's other words they're around. <laughs> no they're <rush>. around. <laughs> They're around. The old people will find them eventually. They're chill. They just sort of hang out in the collective unconscious of our brains. <laughs> yes. Um, and they always come They always come too late. It's like after we'll, we're done recording, I'll be like, dang it, I found the word. Yeah. Oh, man, it was this thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, so it goes. Uh, so let me tell you the synopsis about this. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Wonderful. So here's the synopsis I wrote for it. Uh, so the election for high school student body president is coming up. Uh, this election process is overseen by beloved high school teacher Jim McAllister. Mm -hmm. Tracy Flick, the ultimate type A student, is the only one running. Mr. McAllister, deeply annoyed by Tracy Flick, encourages another student to run against her, Paul Metzler. Paul is a rich and popular puppy dog of a jock who broke his leg in a skiing accident. Uh, his sister, Tammy Metzler, a pansexual burnout who knows that the student government is bullshit, also decides to run. Um, and I'm saying that she's pansexual because she someone is like, are you a lesbian? And she's like, no, I'm into any everybody. It's just that everyone I've been into happens to be women. So I'm going to trust her saying that even though this was 1999 uh, and this is written by multiple men. Um, but yeah, so that, that sounds right, though. Yeah, if I heard that, right. I would say pansexual. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm always so tempted to end these synopses with chaos ensues, or and then things go haywire. But you, you get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, that's the the tricky part of a, a spoiler free is like you can't you have to end it there to like tease people, but also not give yeah. anything away. Exactly. Basically, we watch the election process continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this movie, I might even sneeze soon. We'll see how it goes. I think I'm going to. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> there Oops. we go. Bless you. Thank you. This movie is directed by Alexander Payne, who directed Sideways, which I love. Mm, me too. Nice. Yes. Good. Already a mark in its favor. He also directed About Schmidt and Citizen Ruth, which I've never seen. Um along with Downsizing, which was fine, and the recently mentioned on this podcast, The Descendants, which, as we recall, I did not care for. Yes. Uh, I forgot about Downsizing. Yeah, that one was weird. Yeah, it was one of those movies where it was like, there were some positives about it, and it grows on you a little, pun not intended, but I guess. And <laughs> But at the same time, it's like, probably not the perfect way to have made it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Something like that. This movie was written by Alexander Payne again and Jim Taylor, who both co-wrote most of those movies that I just mentioned, except awesome. for The Descendants, because that was written by Jim Resch and Nat Faxon from The Way, Way Back. Yeah. 
Look at that coincidence. I love it. Everything connects. It does. Election was based on the book Election, I think, by Tom Parada, um, who also wrote a bunch of books, including ones that were like the subject of the TV show The Leftovers and the movie Little Children, which I think I liked. I don't know. Did you see Little Children? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I don't know. I yeah, it's been a long time. Not. I get it confused with Hard Candy because it's another like child monster guy um, person. Um, but yeah, Tom Parada, I also met him once at my parents' friend's party in, in Massachusetts, and he seemed very nice. Hmm, that's awesome. It was cool. I was like, oh, wow, this guy wrote the book that was the movie I like is based off of. That's crazy. Yay. Yay. This movie stars a very good cast of people. Matthew Broderick is the high school teacher. Jim McAllister. Always great. Yeah. Uh, Reese, uh, Reese Witherspoon as Tracy Flick. Cool. Pretty cool. Chris Klein in his first movie role ever as Paul Metzler. Uh, Jessica Campbell as Tammy Metzler, who I think I learned passed away in 2020. That's a bummer. Uh. Yeah, I didn't know. And people might also recognize Phil Reeves, uh, who is the guy who plays the principal in this movie, from TV shows like Veep and Barry and Parks and Rec. Oh. He's very much the type of person where you're like, this guy could play an older like high school principal who's very straight and to the point, but probably could also play people in government, either on the local or national level. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I just see him now. Definitely. Yeah, that it seems like he's in everything, but also has that face, like you said, sort of. Yeah, it's one of those crag craggy little, but not super crag, like just craggy enough. And it just kind of works for that. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie also features Colleen Camp as Tracy's mom. And she played the French maid in Clue. Clue is great. We all love Clue. Mm hmm. Oh, cool. Right. A delight. And I feel like a lot of people don't know who played the the, the maid in Clue. And I definitely didn't realize that that was the mom in this movie. So it's cool. Yeah. Uh, when you dig into the movie and find, yeah, kind of really look at the cast, <laughs> find out, uh, yeah, find out the crossover. Everything oh, connects. The best. It's such a nice feeling, especially when good things cross over to other good things. So much better than when good things <laughs> cross over into stuff I never cared about. Because I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or or bad things when you're like, oh, that that person is in this movie. Oh, that they're a bad person. Yeah. Oh, that's a real nightmare. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna try watching a movie for today um, that I hadn't seen, and I was like, I don't think she's seen it either. And then I saw that a bad person is in it, and I went, cool, taking that off the list immediately. Dang. You just gotta. What I really did is I put it at the bottom of the list and I wrote, "Don't watch this." <laughs> Ooh, what was the what was the movie? Uh, Igby goes down. Okay, yeah, which no. has which has Jeff Goldblum in it. Who there have been many whisperings about in the past, and then all those whisperings were suddenly silenced. So I'm like, that guy is most likely not a good person. Ooh, shady. Yeah. Yeah, he's always been kind of. Like ever since that, he's been on my no no fly list, basically. And he was in the movie The Fly, so nailed it. No, oh, no. so good! I didn't even realize that's so good. And also <laughs> in Earth Girls Are Easy about space aliens, which fly as well. Yes, and now he's on the <laughs> no fly list, so can't. Oh, so sad. So true. That's on him. He did it to himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So. 
this so this movie is like pre-legally blonde so i knew reese witherspoon from cruel intentions and pleasantville and i was like she's great great in both of those and this movie is pre-american pie so i didn't know chris klein yet but this movie is specifically decidedly post ferris bueller and so this shit was catnip for me in 1999 i saw this movie's this movie in theater specifically because it was a dark comedy with matthew broderick in it it's like 13 years after ferris bueller came out and the concept of like seeing him in a high school as a high school teacher instead of like a student it seems so exciting to me yeah it's it's sort of like when they do a uh yeah the weird uh remakes later on or like the sequels years apart and they keep the original cast yeah they're like the mom they're like the mom now or something what a delight like uh christina ricci in wednesday right yeah exactly yeah it's so fun to see what happens with those and and when this came out in 1999, I think it was also starting high school. So it was very relevant for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So what are your first impressions of election? Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds interesting. I mean, it's, uh, I, I like, um, who's the sister, Tammy? Yeah. I like this. I like her character so far. Like she seems to be like the one who's sort of, yeah, uh, rocking the boat as far as like upending the, the, bureaucratic and the governmental system in, in school it's weird because she does it from such a perspective that we don't usually see like normally that's the character where we're like hell yeah punk rock like yeah. cool shit but she's truly like not that at all she just kind of like really really focused on like the woman you know the the girl that she's in love with um and like she doesn't really know herself yet she's kind of still getting i think she's like younger than the other people uh in it in terms of like uh time in in high school she's like i think they were like she's a sophomore she can't run or something like that and so she's not really like hardcore cool in that way she's more a little bit not even fully burnouty like she has burnout friends but i would even just i wouldn't even consider her a burnout it's weird but mm. then she like finds her there's a point where she finds her voice in such a cool way in this interesting yeah she sounds more uh i guess yeah like less of the, the cliche of of the rebel punk girl and more of like an actual real person <laughs> i would say a hundred percent yeah she's definitely more the the like the cliche of like in love and like still like finding herself in that way yeah okay um yeah the cast all is great um so that excites me too like i could see this yeah just cast alone like it being a funny movie um <laughs> and i'm interested in the dark i'm interested in the yeah the dark comedy aspect of it because i think based on the synopsis i didn't quite get where it would go dark but yeah that makes a lot of sense um but that intrigues me enough to be like okay well um yeah see if it gets into that in the reasons maybe yeah it's sort of i i'm gonna do my best on that i think yeah. <laughs> best is best is all we can all do i think so too i would say so <laughs> uh all right would you like some reasons about this i'll take some reasons heck yeah i happen to have those on hand this is a First... transaction yep it's true <laughs> uh, let me open this cash register full of reasons to see the movie election <laughs> oh didn't even make a ding noise 
Uh, oh man, what kind of cash register bullshit is this? <laughs> do you take excuses instead of reasons here? Ah, uh, you know what? We actually do. There's a oh. sign. I'm gonna point to it, and it says we do. Great. <laughs> so convenient. So this movie, the first reason why you should see Election is because this movie uh fits in in such an interesting way into like the pantheon of high school movies that were coming out around this time. I know we did Can't Hardly Wait before. Um, and I, I know you said you hadn't seen that one. What I can't remember. How did you, had you seen a lot of other high school movies? Um, I think like, uh, I mean, not really. I've seen like the, um, just like the, you know, Breakfast Club. Uh, like the 80s. The 80s. The 80s. Yeah, not as much of the 90s. Right. Um, I, okay. I saw American Pie. and Okay, that's good. So you know yeah. Chris Klein, I love I, that. I do know Chris Klein, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I think that I think that it's funny his career didn't seem like it went to too many places after that and I always liked him. So I'm always like good as long as we know him from that we're good. Yeah. And Wonderful. then I guess Dazed and Confused. Really? I didn't even remember that. Uh, oh no, he wasn't know. in that though, but yeah. No, he wasn't, but I'm trying It was to just one of those like... genre movies. Yeah, I know what you mean now. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it... "Wait a minute." I must be very dazed and confused from my cold. <laughs> no, I wait think I, I'm dazed and confused because it was a delayed uh, thought of like, wait, there's another <laughs> one. That That's fair. But yeah, that definitely is in that whole sort of world and less in the 90s part. Yeah, that's um, that's OK. That's good to, to know, because I was like, was it that she hadn't seen many of those or OK? So this is interesting then, because you'll be able to see what I think a movie that came out around all the other ones in the same time and was produced by MTV films, mm. but um, it's such a better and darker and more subversive like movie. It's not at all that kind of movie, but it, it came out around the same time. So I bet I was like, great, let's see another one of those. Mm. But this okay. one focuses so much more on the teacher. Like the teacher is, I would say the main character of this movie. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's really focused on him and his life and and the election, but also some things that are unrelated to the election, more just his life. Huh, okay. Yeah, and the second reason I think you should see it is because it's a strong, subtle satire of high school and to some extent, like, politics in general. And it's got, like, a very good sense of control about it. Like, they really knock out good, subtle satire comedy. Hmm, okay. Yeah, because a lot of satire sucks. We've talked about it before. And this is one of those satire movies where it doesn't suck and it's good. <laughs> it's true, yeah. It's sort of like a a, a fine line to get it. It's like satire it has to hit just right or else it's just like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's so, so, so true. Um, Let's see. Third reason is that the cast is fantastic. Um, not a surprise. Uh, Reese Witherspoon does an incredible job of being a type A personality. She's like really obnoxious and note perfect. And she's like the first one to raise her hand in every classroom situation. And she's like up bright and early to campaign. And she's just like the type of person who's like, you forgot, excuse me, you forgot to give me homework. You forgot to give us homework. No, uh, it's just, she's a perfect monster in it in the best way. 
Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that. I could definitely uh, see the casting for that. Reese oh yeah, is uh, yeah, type A. Yeah, it's incredible because it's before you know it's before um legally blonde. blonde. Yeah, so we don't have that same kind of like love for her from that movie. Instead, you're just like, who's this kid? Oh my god. Yeah, that's interesting to yeah even to think like going back if I were to watch this like after because I think I'm to I'm totally thinking Legally Blonde I'm like yeah she's like that in Legally Blonde <laughs> yeah no in this it's definitely the more like um she's more like um the she's not in that same she's not popular in this in any way <laughs> okay yeah, yeah the, this, the this... annoying type A yeah no Valley Girl like clueless feelings are of any kind in there. Okay. That's more in the in the world of Chris Klein, but even then there's not a lot of that, you know. This this doesn't feel like it focuses on the popular kids at all. Um but Chris Klein does a really great job being a puppy dog and you just kind of want good things for him even though he's like a rich jock kid and he's just like, "Wow, you know, Mr. McAllister. Oh, thanks so much." Like he's just, "Wow, it's very cute." Oh, like yeah, innocent like a like a puppy. Yeah, he's definitely like, it's almost to the point where you're like, I don't think this is a real character. But, you know, I think they pushed that on purpose to make it feel more like a like a fun archetype of just like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's kind of dumb. And he kind of loves the Lord. And he's kind of <laughs> just like good things fall into his lap. And he goes, great. Sounds good. <laughs> right. Doesn't question how things are working out or. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. No he critical doesn't thinking. He never questions anything in this. And it's very funny how good things happen to him. And he's like, I just thought that good things would happen. So I was like, what a great time. <laughs> okay. I like that. Yeah. I like the spin on like, cause I think when I think of, yeah, jock, it's the cliche of, of kind of a jerk. Yeah. Like, popular. 80, 80, like 80s jocks. 80s jocks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a powerful jock. This is a jock with no power at all. He okay. has no agency. <laughs> as a yeah. Jock. Like literally like a Mr. Peanut Butter, like, bojack horseman yes absolutely i think so without the critical thinking skills of mr peanut butter where he becomes critical and all that stuff in the in the marriage and all that oh anyway <laughs> right. oh yeah 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 that's uh yeah pre uh pre peanut butter questioning everything <laughs> yeah right before he had the depth i suppose right mm -hmm. um and and just like seeing matthew broderick as this teacher who's kind of like making bad choices and gets beaten down by life in interesting ways slowly and it's 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 an interesting movie watching the arc of matthew broderick's character and that's the real focus i would say okay is that where the darkness comes from yes definitely and i think i can throw that into a fourth reason too like it's a great dark comedy it's after you know matthew broderick was in the cable guy which was very dark but i remember not really liking for some reason, it just felt like that one felt more obsessively dark and like almost meaninglessly obsessively dark. Yeah, I, I it's been a long time since I've seen The Cable Guy, but I remember feeling yeah, me too. Not, I wasn't like I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, I wonder if it's interesting, if it's good on a rewatch. I'm so curious. Yeah. But in this one, like we watch people make bad choices and we watch them like sink deeper. And he's very much involved in that like um when he asks uh paul to run against um tracy flick uh that's such a like start to a bad to a bunch of bad choices mm, okay 
and it's so it's I think a lot of the subtlety that I was mentioning before really does play into the dark comedy aspect of it. Like it's not a movie where like someone flies off a cliff and like someone has killed someone else and we have to hide it or whatever. It's not a movie where like someone break, like breaks someone's leg on purpose or whatever. It's not like it doesn't go to the depths of darkness. It just handles something very subtle, very well. Mm. And there and it's nice to see that kind of dark comedy where it doesn't like jump head first in right it's a it's like a, a a gradual progression yeah it feels a little more realistic as a result of it i think okay yeah I, i'm like i am connecting it in my head i'm like is this yeah is this connected in the ferris bueller universe <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's if ferris bueller became not a great person and like <laughs> it, it's interesting to watch it from the perspective of ferris bueller because I definitely read a little bit on IMDb of someone like including trivia that is actually just their perspective on why it's like Ferris Bueller. That's funny. I and mean, then it's called I like, trivia. Yeah. I was like, why did you put this in here? This is just a, a critical reading. Yeah. This is a, a opinion. <laughs> yeah. They were like, they were like, um, Tracy Flick is like the Ferris Bueller of this movie. I'm like, no, she's not. No, that's fully different, but whatever. <laughs> Like, she's not a charismatic troublemaker in a fun way at all. She's an annoying, obnoxious type A student. So, mm. but he's, you know, he's not like the, you know, Principal Rooney either. He's not like some, I mean, you know, it's, it, he's not, it's, it's definitely just, it's just different all around. But it's yeah. fascinating to see it from any lens connecting to that. Like, there are moments where, um, uh where Matthew Broderick has to like run somewhere quickly and he only has a certain amount of time and it reminds you of those Ferris Bueller scenes where he's running to like do to do something to get home in time and stuff like that yeah it's just these little things that just kind of remind you of it are are actually really nice little gems okay yeah I'd be interested to watch them back to back <laughs> oh that would be fascinating to me yeah. that for some reason that's how in my life that is how this felt to me like I don't feel like I saw anything between those two movies uh, and it's just like Matthew Broderick's back he's an adult now this is crazy <laughs> like even though the cable guy came out first like I don't remember I just don't remember it making an effort like an impact on me in the same way as this high school thing, just because of the high school thing, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, there's an easier relatability. Yeah. And something about like the, the dark satire of it in high school made me feel smarter. <laughs> mm. I was like, I feel like I get satire now as this high school kid. <laughs> yeah. And then you, that's what you, uh, uh, screamed into the mic on graduation day yes i get i finally get satire <laughs> you ripped Take your that degree world yeah <laughs> yeah you ripped your diploma and you were like i don't need this yeah i realized that everything's bullshit because of election <laughs> <laughs> i understand satire and that's all that matters yeah exactly um and uh the fifth reason why you should see election is that i really just like the balance of how the story was told you know, it really does focus on these four perspectives. You know, it focuses on the teacher and on Tracy and on Paul and on Paul's sister. And like everyone even gets their own VO. Oh, 
okay. which is really nice because it doesn't feel like it clashes in any way. And you're like, yeah, I'm in their perspective now. I might as well have their voiceover. Okay, great. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I bet that that's a uh, a weird framing device. Yeah, but... it's a cool tactic. Um, I feel like they really laid it all out slowly, where they're like, "All right, this is the teacher and his life and his VO. This is Tracy and his and her life and her VO. And now Paul is involved. So now we're going to get Paul's VO. And now his sister's involved. Oh, let's learn about her. So it had a really nice structural element of juggling a lot of people. Yeah, and you can really like yeah get everyone's point of view that way. Yeah, I really appreciated how they did that. And I guess for a bonus reason, um, the editing in it was pretty good and had some nice stylistic elements. Like there's a really funny freeze frame on a very bad, like um, just sort of Tracy Flick having a a facial expression that is embarrassing and terrible. Like if I were an actress, I would be upset. Uh, And it's just so funny. Because it really un- fully undermines her her type A personality. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's a great freeze frame. There are a couple other editing choices that maybe feel a little bit dated now, but in the moment, I think really stuck with me. Yeah, I think yeah, it's made some strong choices to like and to really punctuate the comedy. Yeah, and. I guess I I can't I don't think this is a spoiler at all because it comes pretty soon but um there's a there's a moment in it like um him and his wife are are trying to have a baby mm-hmm. and she and there are like there are sex scenes in it where she just keeps being like yeah fill me up fill me up and it's just so unfortunate <laughs> oh yeah it's really it's so dark there's something so dark about just his life at that point yeah like it's uh, like she's literally like good job (laughs) yeah like as if as if uh training an animal yeah it's it's a really it's such a bummer in such a fascinating way but even though it's a bummer you still don't feel necessarily bad for him because he makes bad choices too so you know yeah but is he, uh, he's like sort of like the main focus we have in the movie, right? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And he's and I, like the protagonist or is he kind of like anti-hero? I don't, I don't think, I think that in the end there are no protagonists in this movie. Okay. I think that the closest we can come to that is Paul and Tammy mm-hmm. because Paul is such an innocent in it, but like, Tracy and and the teacher both are not likable characters in various ways and neither of them really feel like people to root for as people. Okay. You know, it's it's I mean a case could be made for um for Tracy, but such an obnoxious character that's kind of hard. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I like so that it, though. Yeah, it ha- it keeps a nice distance from its subject somehow um in that you're just kind of like seeing it all laid out rather than being like, oh, I'm upset now. I don't know if that was the case when I was younger. I probably rooted for him when I was a kid. But having the lens of being an adult now, I'm just like, no, 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 this isn't a good person. Right. You like can see the see the choices that that they've made and and analyze them with a little, a little bit more. Exactly. <laughs> Experience. Yeah, it's a good feeling to to have that perspective instead of you know, just sort of being fed uh, fed the perspective. Anyway, that's all the stuff. Do you have any questions? What do you think? Um, I I'm 
yeah, I'm I'm interested. Uh, I like uh, dark comedies, um, and I kind of am. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how like the, the election process in this high school gets. I guess uh, how this teacher ends up sort of navigating this, and like, but <laughs> I'm I'm curious like what the bad choices he makes are like in his own personal life and how how it like weaves in with the with the election. Oh, good. Yeah, that's absolutely the key. So I think that's perfect. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, it seems it seems like a movie that I would like. Like I don't I don't I don't know if I'm like totally like woo yeah I gotta go watch this but I think <laughs> right. I would I would definitely watch it. Oh, that's perfect. Wonderful. Okay, great. Uh, audience, if you've seen Election, let us know what you think about it on Facebook and Twitter, and if you would like, I guess Instagram, even though we're not really on there yet. We're working on it. Um, Dude. We're we're trying, we're trying. Um, join the Facebook group in the meantime. Tell us some other movies that we need to see. Um, talk about Pleasantville. We all miss it. Great movie. Mm -hmm. uh, so good. Been so long since I watched that one. Yeah, I rewatched that one. Actually, it was playing at a hotel that I was at in Arizona. Oh, wow. Ago. Does it hold up? I think so. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm so glad. Cool. Do you have any recommendations for today? Um, my recommendation is I just watched it as a documentary on Amazon and it's called good night opportunity and it's okay. about it's about the rovers uh spirit and opportunity that went to mars oh okay um and it's good it's just like i don't know if, if you have any sort of oh good night oppie uh is oh. the actual name of it um Gosh. but opportunity was the rover uh that like lasted a lot longer than they thought it would um Ooh. and like they all they both were sent out basically with the expectation that like 90 days was going to be all they were going to get out of it and it was just i don't know sort of like these these robots kind of pushing past the elements and the rough uh storms that are on mars and uh opportunity just being this kind of like persevering robot um and i don't know it felt like it, it, like a documentary version like wally i was like you have feelings for this robot and you get attached and you just see like all the engineers who built these rovers how like they're so important in their lives and Aww. Yeah, it was That's good. Great. I'm so glad. That sounds adorable. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. My recommendation is soup and sleep. Get some soup and sleep if you have a cold. Uh lozenges and zinc and soup and sleep. Yes. Uh definitely gotta get some soup. Soup there it is. Soup there it is. Okay. Do you have any plugs? <laughs> uh plugs. Um uh... So on the 9th at 7, it's the message at UCB. Um, I'm doing like a bit part bit part in it. Um, nice. Cool, cool, cool. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, then after that same night, I have a Bounce House and Hot City sketch show at 9 p.m. And that's at the Broadwater. Fantastic. How about you? I've got Crash This Museum Sleepover tonight, April 3rd, 7 p.m. Clubhouse main stage, pretending we're in a museum and sleeping over. We'll have improv from St. Bernard, Black-owned business, and Sweet Dalai Lama, and my absolute favorite indie improv team, the one and only Funk Shuffle, who I love very much. Ooh. I'm very excited. Uh, I have not had them at my show live in a long time, so that'll be really nice. 
So please give us a five-star rating and leave a review and a subscribe. If you leave a five-star review, we'll read it on the air and then my cold will get better. Yes, <laughs> that's that's the cure. And then I cough right into the microphone uh, <laughs> and one of my legs falls off or something. Um, <laughs> uh, special thanks to our editor who is on with me right now. Thank you, Bree. You're welcome. <laughs> And thank you all so much, audience, for listening to You Need to See This. Thank you. (laughs) I believe in the voters. They understand that elections aren't just popularity contests. They know this country was built by people just like me who work very hard and don't have everything handed to them on a silver spoon. Not like some rich kids who everybody likes because their fathers own Metzler cement and give them trucks on their 16th birthday and throw them big parties all the time. No, they don't ever have to work for anything. They think they can just all of a sudden one day out of the blue waltz right in with no qualifications whatsoever and try to take away what other people have worked for very, very hard their entire lives.